0: So, remember when I was saying in the last episode to just go to an alternative platform? Yeah, I remember. Yeah, you may not be able to do that. You are listening to Politically Uncomfortable, a daily podcast covering political and social ideas with uncomfortable viewpoints. We are your hosts, and you are listening to episode number four. Just as an update from the last episode, H3H3 Productions is no longer banned they put up on their twitter account what happened with their live stream being taken down apparently it was six minutes where they talked about alex jones and then their live stream was taken down they reached out to the team at youtube the team at youtube replied to his account hi ethan our team looked into this and determined that the live stream was taken down incorrectly the strike has been removed our apologies and thank you for your patience so they were given a strike they were taken down Ethan responded as of August 11th. The full Alex Jones stream that was shut down yesterday is up with a YouTube link. We were able to continue offline and follow the updates from YouTube as to why our stream was shut down. Weird and wild stuff. But our channel was reinstated and we can stream again next week. Kind of interesting too, um, I I can imagine Alex Jones and a bunch of other conspiracy theorists are going to say, huh, there's been talk and now it's back up. So I wonder... (laughs) Just
1: the very mention of the name Alex Jones is enough to condemn your channel, I guess.
0: Yeah, well, no, I just see them kind of make it a conspiracy about what might have been said.
1: Yeah. Um, Did you say that he reported that next week they'll be able to stream again?
0: Yeah, I don't know if they did a weekly podcast. It might not have been daily. But that was their update as of August 11th, and their Twitter is live. Gavin McGinnis and the Proud Boys have not been reinstated, they are still banned, they are still censored. And on the censored topic, I would like to bring up, because I've seen some people talking and they don't seem to understand the term censored. This is disturbing to me because there seems to be a lack of understanding between the term censored and your right to free free speech constitutionally. Those are two totally different things. So next time someone says, it's not censoring, it's not the government doing it. No, when you're watching a TV show and they bleep it, that's censoring. They're censoring out A cuss word. When you hear a bleep, instead of someone cussing, they're censoring that. The government doesn't have to mandate them bleeping out cuss words. You can censor what your kids watch on the internet. I believe it's called whitelisting certain things or blacklisting. And that's you censoring what your kids see. Censoring is something that anybody can do.
1: It's moderation of content.
0: Exactly. So it is censoring. That is The government
1: can censor. CNN can censor. Individuals can censor. You can censor by turning off the television.
0: But there seems to be debate on the term censor, and I was just floored that we as a society don't understand the word censor.
1: YouTube can do whatever it wants. It's not censorship. They can do whatever they want, maybe, but it's still censorship.
0: I mean, uh, we're running on dangerous ground when we say that uh, a company can do whatever they want. Getting to the alternative platforms, there's a platform called Gab AI. I've actually been on Gab AI for I think less than 24 hours because
1: kind of a rough place, huh? It
0: is a rough place. Kind of a back alley. It's uh, I'm gonna <laughs> say it's rough. Okay, anybody who comes to Gab AI's defense and ignores the fact that that platform is rough is not living in reality. Microsoft actually threatened Gab AI for apparently a post or two that was on their site. Gabby, I posted on Twitter, Gab's hosting provider, Microsoft Azure, has given us 48 hours to take action on two posts or they will pull our service and Gab will go down for weeks slash months. The post was pulled. The guy deleted it who posted it. But yeah, Microsoft, BBC News posted about it. Ars Technica posted about it. Just to
1: be clear, it was a pretty anti-Semitic post, wasn't it?
0: Exactly. Yes, it was very anti-Semitic. But I also want to say, when I was on Gab AI, I saw a lot of anti-women posts, a lot of anti-black posts, very, very out in the open. Mm. And Microsoft didn't see that that was a problem. Yeah. It was just like, oh, they posted an anti-Semitic post. Oh, that, that needs to be... You can
1: fake... You can make fun of... Black women all day long. But as soon as you make fun of a Jew, ooh.
0: See, to me, that's... that's ah, that, the, the, It's an interesting double standard. That's an interesting double standard. And the thing that I was telling you earlier is, whatever the statements were that got to that last comment, and I'm not going to repeat it because it was just absolutely inappropriate, whatever led to that it probably was Jews are this or that, which should not have been said. But they definitely didn't prove their point that they weren't that by... By strong arming, right there. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm not going to say that, hey, not all black people are thugs. I'm black and I'm not a thug, and then go put out somebody's window. That's not going to prove my point. Mm-hmm. And also, sets so a pretty disturbing president because we're talking about the servers, is what they're saying. You're not, we're going to pull you from the server. So you got your own platform, you set up your own space, and now you're saying something they don't like, and they're saying, we're going to pull you from the servers. And this runs into a bit of a problem because now we're talking about communication. And cutting lines of communication because somebody says something you don't agree with.
1: Yeah. And you were probably under the impression that at least some of that space was your space, you know? Yeah,
0: because you're paying for it. Yeah.
1: I mean, you should have some say (laughs) as to what goes on that space.
0: That's a clear, to me, that's very clear saying it's not yours. Mm -hmm. You're paying for something. You're supporting it. We're telling telling you it's yours and it's ours.
1: Yeah, that's kind of the case. Uh, the situation you put yourself in whenever you're renting anything.
0: So. Exactly, but I mean, when we live in a world where your property can be taxed forever, and if you miss paying your property tax, they can, the government can seize control of your property again. Yeah. You can't really own anything yeah. now, can you? Well.
1: It means in a low key way we're all renting from the government. Anyway. Exactly.
0: It's just the, what I'm saying is that there's a double standard, and and just to push that double standard all the way to the edge, there's a popular vlogger on YouTube called Casey Neistat, and in 2016 Casey Neistat made a video. I believe it was called uh, "Who Who Are You Voting For" or something like that. What was that about? He made a video where he basically told people that um, who I'm voting for for president, and he told people that you need to to his millions of followers, you need to go out and you need to make all the big YouTubers say who they're voting for. Because this is too big an issue. You can't let them hide from this. And to me, that is definitely a violation of YouTube's terms of service. Because YouTube does explicitly say that you cannot use your following to go tell people to harass other YouTubers and content creators. And that's exactly what he told his following to do. Where's the strike for that? I've been looking for um, and someone can maybe message me, show me where he apologized for that. I mean,
1: it's harassment, but also he, he's kind of getting into public shaming there too, right?
0: Well, we're getting into people's private thoughts and beliefs. Yeah. You're telling, you're basically telling people to be the thought police. Yeah. I mean, this is in, in his video. He this wants them to be
1: shamed on their own, you know, channels, their own platform. This
0: video was not sponsored by Hillary Clinton or any other political entity, but you need to vote for her and make sure everyone else who you know votes for her or the consequences of electing the unstable, irrational alternative will be far-reaching and severe. That's... Literally. (laughs) Screenshot. And Philip DeFranco says, you sure that's the message?
1: Not sponsored by Hillary Clinton, but I sure would love it if I was.
0: I mean, well, I read somewhere and I should go and look and see that he was actually on the stage with her. Which, to me, that I told you earlier, this... Sounds
1: like you're kind of crossing a line there.
0: Well, he has a right to use this platform the way he wants to. And I'm, if he was saying, you know, I feel that she's the best and other guy's crazy, totally cool, we're still cool, we're still cool. When you tell people, hey, go harass other people that don't agree with me. And mm-hmm. in his video, he even goes so far to say that people who aren't saying who they're voting for, so they're staying out of politics, they're taking a centrist viewpoint, they're Switzerland, they want to stay out of it, they just want to be peaceable. He's saying to go attack them. And, and make them say who they're going to vote for. And to me, that's like, you're taking someone who's trying to be peaceable and get everybody to go along, and you're trying to wage war. Something's wrong with that.
1: Does that work if my favorite YouTuber is a Swedish guy who lives in England? He w- it, it wouldn't matter. he can't vote in the United States. And that's my point.
0: Oh, oh. Yeah, like, if my, favorite, <laughs> if my
1: favorite YouTuber lives in England and he's from Sweden, then what good would it do to put pressure on him? <laughs> He's the biggest YouTuber. What good would that do?
0: I the reality of the situation is that it was just so crazy. And by the way, he his his uh Beam was one of his products that he had with CNN that was supposed to be news for the new millennial generation. CNN cut ties with him this year, I believe in January. So it didn't work out, but they kept the employees of Beam stayed CNN. So yeah. Yeah, they cut ties with it. Um I think Nice said, "Oh, I just wasn't ready for it. I couldn't handle it." He took the fall for that situation. But they did cut, that was mainstream cutting with these alt- alternative guys. And I really think these alternative guys, from what I'm watching, they're trying to, uh, oh, what's the politically correct way of saying this? They are trying to uh, schmooze, schmooze, that's appropriate, schmooze with bigger mediums. And every time I watch one of them schmooze, it doesn't seem to work out very well. They always get dumped. Mm-hmm. And I'm always like, how many times are you gonna schmooze with someone who's just not that into you? It's disturbing. And the the president that that Gab AI thinks that was really disturbing the obvious duplicity with terms of service when you have somebody like this. And this was like back in the election cycle. And if you notice, we have another election cycle coming right before this November. Now everyone's getting shut off. And and uh, it was right after Gavin McInnes. I looked it up. Gavin McInnes came out and was denouncing some of these neo-nazi groups right after he denounces them they shut off his channel so it's it's kind of set up people feel that they're they shut him off a little late but it was to try to make it look like he was supporting the neo-nazi group and then cutting him off from being able to say to anybody i wasn't supporting them Mm -hmm. so he was
1: going to one of those rallies just this weekend
0: so well slinging mud at someone and then Oh, no, you're not allowed to defend yourself. It's so unhealthy. Like, this is creating contentiousness and war among people. We don't...
1: you right before the Unite the Right.
0: Yeah. It's disturbing whenever I see people just get behind this stuff. Well, yeah, kind a lot of people stuff. are applauding it. Oh, they're celebrating it. Mm-hmm. By the way, what were you saying about Alex Jones' apps that are being downloaded? How much has it grown?
1: Oh, it was some crazy number. So he was kicked off of YouTube, but his... Well, YouTube, Apple, Facebook, Spotify, his applications have not been kicked off of the iTunes store or the App Store. Right. And I want to say that his download numbers in the three or four days since that happened have gone up like hundreds or thousands of times.
0: Yeah, and like, like, as a
1: percentage growth,
0: and I was saying that was going to happen because now he's a martyr. I mean, you're going to say he's crazy and da da da, and he, but then you, it's it's just like the Gab AI. I'm like, you think anybody on that network is not going to think terrible things about a certain racial group after that happened, and then people who aren't even on that server are going to start wondering. Because you, you helps that. Yeah, it's, it's really weird to me because you're seeing actions of like... The, you're seeing these burning books kind of actions that remind you of something that's Hitler. And the people who are getting really behind these Hitler-like actions are screaming at each other are Hitler. It's really just crazy to me. I'm like, you want to get rid of all... All opposition to your ideas. All difference in thought. All difference in thought. And then just a mention of someone else's name gets you suspended. I haven't looked into Gavin McInnes. I don't know how long it's been since I've seen that guy's name since this has happened. And he literally put up something about we're the new rebels. We're the new counterculture. All of this is... It's hard to
1: disagree with it when, you know, the mainstream and the power structure is fighting so hard against them.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's not like he's lying. I mean, some of the comments I was reading from some of these bands were like, these people, talking about the people that have been banned, they just want to uh, do this or that, and they they only want... And it was just attributing what they meant to do. It was attributing their incentives, their motivations. And I'm not a big fan of condemning people based on incentive and motivation and things that we can't see, we can't test, because I think that's a slippery slope. When you start saying, oh, I know what you really meant to do, what you were thinking about, and I'm going to condemn you over that. Yeah, it's thought crime. Yeah. I'm curious to see how this, I think it's going to backfire. Huge. It's Mm going to backfire incredibly so. Because I think a lot of what we saw in like the 60s and 70s and such with the way the establishment, which was then more conservative was dealing with left backfired but let's be real they're both bought by corporations
1: i mean in my opinion they really are the same except for the color
0: yeah oh yeah well we can talk more about that in the next episode don't forget to like and subscribe to the podcast and i'll see you in the next one